Welcome to Word of Life Family Church, where we are always striving to grow in our relationship with God, our family, and our community. Today is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice. And we are rejoicing that you have come across this message. We believe that it's no accident that you're listening today, but rather a divine appointment. We hope and desire that God will speak to you through this message and that it will help you to fulfill your God-given destiny. Now let's get to the message, which is already in session. And of course, over the last couple of weeks, we've been looking, not only are we called and, and appointed, but we've been anointed that the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of Jesus is on the inside of us as well. And so the same anointing that allowed Jesus to fulfill his call and his destiny on this life, in this life, in this earth, he has now equipped us with that same anointing, that same power. That's mind-blowing, mind-boggling kind of thing, especially if we are facing a difficult day, difficult news, uh, our bodies are aching, all of those kind of things. It, it often kind of tries to leave our forefront of our thought because of a circumstance. Aren't we thankful that circumstances have nothing to do with the power of God? That circumstances don't negate God's, what his promises are, that his circumstances over us are love and forever. In fact, the, God, the Bible says that his promises are yes and amen. They're, they're, they're constant. And so uh, I just want you to know that, remind you of that as you are facing and walking in this crazy time that we're in. Uh, but let me let, just remind you that God is, is awesome and he's mighty. And so today, specifically, we're looking at something a little bit different. We're called and we're appointed, we're anointed, and I want to talk about a little bit about the favor of God today. And, and, and what I want to talk about, as I think I mentioned a few weeks ago, as I originally talked about favor, I said that, that God, we are favored by God, that the anointing is the favor of God. It, it's the power and the purpose, and we've been anointed to fulfill and accomplish our, 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 our assignment and that we have been favored, and that I said specifically, I said that favor doesn't mean that God owes us favors. And, and I think it's very important um, that we kind of determine that and kind of look at that just a little bit more today. And uh, so some of you might be watching or some of you are listening, you're like, he's one of those kinds of preachers about favor and, and all of these things. And, and I am, because what I see is that the favor, we often misunderstand what favor means. I think we sometimes overanalyze or inappropriately define favor as something that we would sit back and in, in when we receive God and we receive the truth of God, that we can now just sit back, chill out, and all the blessings just roll in. Uh, we don't have to do anything. We can do anything we want, and he just he just pours out his blessing. And, and, and I want you to understand, God is good. He's mighty, and he's awesome. And the finished work has been, in fact, finished, no doubt. And so I want us to look at this as favor. Favor is kind of like the, the, the flow of the presence of God. It's always flowing, and it's always good. The, the difference on the favor is if we would step into the favor, if we begin to believe the favor, begin to walk in that favor, and there are a number of ways that we can do that. It's all freely been given. It's not why we're trying to obtain it. We're simply um, absor uh, bringing ourselves into it, if that makes sense. 
And, and so I, I'll define this a little bit more, and I, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves just a little bit. Uh, that's why uh, it's good that I look at my notes instead of just going crazy. Uh, but uh, favor is an important thing. I don't know if you know this, but favor is actually discussed in Scripture a lot of times, it, nearly as many times as love, as many, as, uh, nearly as many times as dealing with fear and all of these other kinds of things. It's a big subject. It's a big topic. And uh, sometimes we, we kind of look past it. I will say that there is some semantics here because favor not only means the favor of God, and we'll look at that, but it has some other definitions. Um, in fact, uh, we, we can look at the, the, some of the Hebrew and the Greek word about favor, and we'll notice that it's translated, uh, that word's translated grace at sometimes. Uh, sometimes it's, it's translated the anointing or special, uh, uh, it says your, his face will shine upon you. This is all the favor of God. This is what it means. And so we're going to look at that. We know that Jesus would be our ultimate example of this favor. Um, and so, of course, he brought favor, and it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus knew how to unleash this power of God, uh, of favor in his life. Noah had favor with God, saved him and his family. Joseph, of course, he had favor with Potiphar, the jailer and the Pharaoh. Uh, King David was so highly favored that he was called by God. He was favored by God that he was called a man after his own heart, uh, God's own heart. Nehemiah was found favor with a Persian king uh, to rebuild the walls of Jericho, or excuse me, Jerusalem. Uh, of course, we know Daniel had favor with God in the midst of the lion's den. Uh, he didn't even get drool on him. I don't know, maybe he got some drool on him because he was petting him. I don't know. I, but we know that uh, it was an amazing thing. And then we have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, I'm sorry, I just went Pentecostal on us. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, how they, they were in the fiery furnace, and God found expressed favor over them. And they, it's, the Bible says they didn't even smell like smoke, though the fire was so hot that when they were thrown in, those that throw, threw them in were killed. That's how hot it was and, and crazy. But yet God's favor abounded, abounded, yes, towards them. Amen? And so we can see favor over and over again. But sometimes we look at favor um, and, and decide either uh, it's not for us, it's not available, it's prideful to, to imagine favor, or we go the other side of it and we think, hey, I'm favored. And, and again, like I said, we can use that as a license. Uh, and the Bible says in, in James, we use that as a license to sin. And uh, so we can understand there's a balance. How many can say balance? Amen. We got to have balance. And uh, the enemy tries to push us off in these weird off off the cuff kind of weird things and God's got this perfect road um, he, he, he's our GPS in the best form or fashion and if you're and you're like oh I don't like that analogy because the GPS got me lost the other day and uh, uh, God's not that kind of a GPS uh, he's he's the perfect GPS so let's look at your at your handouts and uh, I want to look at a couple scriptures first uh, Proverbs chapter 8 verse 35 Proverbs 8 Verse 35, it says, For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. 
And so we can see that God's favor is available to some people, right? Or is it available to everybody? It's available to everybody. Good. That was a little quiz, and some of you passed, and some of you, well, we'll review. God's favor is available for everyone. 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 Why? Like I said before, the favor of God is constantly flowing like electricity is flowing in our world. Just in that same fashion, the form, the favor of God is always flowing. It's up to us whether or not we're going to believe it's flowing enough to hit the switch to let the lights come on. It's up to us if we will step into the favor of God and we'll say, God, I believe that I'm favored, not because of what I do, but because of who I am in you. Understand that favor is a constant flow. It came through Christ Jesus. It's the grace of God, the mercy of God that brings favor, but it's good. Somebody say it's good. Amen. So let's look at the definition. I wrote it down for you. This is kind of the Webster uh, Dictionary uh, uh, definition of favor. It says, what a favor. Favor is the friendly disposition from which kind acts proceed to assist, to provide with special advantages, to receive special privilege or preferential treatment or better quality treatment. I know those words are hard to say for me. So I just say better quality treatment because God's a better quality treater than the enemy. He's a better quality at, at how he's so, he, he deals with us so beautifully and so wonderfully. And so we're looking at this favor. <clears throat> I, I want to remind you, I think I said also in this series we've been talking about that with, with great... Uh, anointing and uh, with this this coming of this these things comes great responsibility, right? And so we look at this, and I want us to understand that favor does not mean, and and I want to make sure we just nip this in the bud. That favor doesn't mean that we won't face challenges or issues from God. I think it's important we hit this one. Now I believe God's a good God all the time, and all the time God is, Amen. And so it's not only just a cool catchphrase; it's truth. But sometimes we define favor as that it, it, the enemy makes us think that favor means that everything's going to be honky-dory. I don't know what that means, but you know what I mean. It's just everything's fine. Do you ever wonder, like, some of the sayings that you say, like, what in the world does that mean? So anyway, sorry about that. That's an afterthought. That was a squirrel that just ran across. Okay, so, so favor is one of those things that we, if we miss understand what favor is, we will sometimes accuse God of not fulfilling what he says he's going to fulfill. Because sometimes we think, if we think, if we were dared to think that favor means that everything is perfect, everything's going to be great, the moment I receive Christ, that, that my life is going to be a breeze, then if we, if, we, if we listen to the lie of the enemy of that lie, then when things don't go like we expect them to go, we are blindsided and the enemy always points to the Father as the problem. When of course we know that's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous idea, but it's something that happens if we misunderstand what favor is. I want to remind you that Jesus, we just read that Jesus, it says that he found favor with God in men. That he grew in stature, grew in favor. I also want to remind you that if we look and say, man, that was awesome. Jesus, was he accomplished all of this amazing stuff, and he did. But if we look just a little further, we'll understand that the favor also brought a real difficult road. 
the favor of God, also he found himself um, being spat on, being beaten, be, being uh, uh, ridiculed, being accused of things he never has never done, never even thought about doing. Uh, and so, and he finds himself dying a, a sinner's death. Uh, one of the most uh, horrific, most embarrassing, most uh, undignified way to die, hanging on a cross. It was a very horrific thing, and it was a show, if you will, to prove Roman power versus human power. And uh, understand that. And so if you look at favor in this way, now you're like, I don't want favor. Now, and I don't want us to go there either. But I understand that, see, when Mary, remember the angel of the Lord, we, 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 we read this scripture often. Uh, when Mary, uh, when the angel of the Lord came on Mary and said, that the angel said to Mary, God has found you highly favored. Right? You're highly favored. And so, Amazing. God found her highly favored. I don't know why, why she was picked, but she was the one that was, was chosen. And, 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 and then that's amazing. And so she was highly favored, not just favored. She had extra highly favored stuff. That's what scripture says. Now, I don't know how to, to weight that out necessarily. But again, I would say that I would be like, oh, man, I want that kind of favor. I want that extra special kind of favor. And praise God for that extra special favor that God gives us. But let me remind you just a step further what Mary experienced. Mary experienced a birth out of wedlock. Uh, an embarrassment to her family. Uh, imagine that the, her child that was the son of God, her child that she loved dearly, she was at the foot of the cross to watch him say his last breath. Imagine this idea of favor. Now that we're all gasps, you're like, again, you're saying, Pastor, I don't want favor. But truth, the truth of the matter is, remind you, we're still talking and we're still receiving all that Jesus did because of favor. Do you understand that the price was very small for what it paid for and what it took care of? The fact that we're here today, that we're able to, to worship God, come boldly to him, whether it's in church or it's at home, we, it's because of Jesus and the favor that he portrayed and he gave so that we could also step into that kind of favor. That's amazing. I want to remind you that we're still, uh, we're still celebrating Mary, the mother of Jesus. It, it's, it's, she is still very, out of all of the scriptures and all of the things, this is one of the names we always remember. So there was an important part of favor. That favor means that we're called and we're set apart, but favor doesn't mean that things are going to go beautifully all of the time. But they are going to fulfill God's purposes every time. And when we're in God's purpose, we're in his promise, we will fulfill what God has called us to do. He said it, he's, he's declared it, and he's made it true. And so our job is to simply rest in his favor and know that we don't have to worry about tomorrow. We don't have to worry about how we're going to do it or what we're going to do. We can rest in his favor and he'll keep us through. Can somebody say amen to that? So it's good news. But there is a responsibility. There's something about it. But today we're not going to talk about all of the responsibilities. Today we're going to bless you. We're going to talk about the good side of favor. If you have your handouts, we'll follow along. The first point to make today is that God's favor is based upon what Jesus did 
and whose we are. His favor. Now, I, I said before earlier on, I said that this favor can be translated as grace. The, the, the Greek word for favor in this context is the word um, uh, uh, charis. Charis. Now, charis translates favor, special favor, but it, it more oftenly, at least in New Testament, it translates as grace. So if we read the scripture that I read earlier, and Jesus grew in stature and grace with God and man, he grew in that way because he was about ready to give it away. He ministered out of the overflow. Then if we go back to Proverbs chapter 8, verse 35, it says, whoever finds me finds life and receives favor or grace. When we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we receive the love of God, the grace of God, which is actually the power of God in our lives. It's the power that changes us. It's the power that makes us from the old guy to the new guy. It's, that's grace. That's favor. It can, so, so you can see not only is it uh, uh, a fruit of favors, of, grace is a fruit of favor, it's also synonymous. Does that make sense? It's sort of, right? It's kind of a, a weird, mind-boggling thing. And I'm thankful we don't have to understand it all. All we have to do is step into it. Just begin to believe him. And, and, and he will begin to bring more light to it. But let's look at this passage of Scripture, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. This has kind of been our base Scripture through this series. And I'm going to read it with this in mind, with favor in mind. Um, remember, remind, we've been saved by grace. It means that we were saved by God's favor. Remind ourselves as we read this. Now, I'm going to read the message translation of this same scripture that we've been reading for the last four or five, six weeks. Um, and I want us to look at it this way. It says, but you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. From nothing to something. From rejected to accepted. You see, grace and God's favor are those things. He, he caused us those times when we were, were nothing, he made us something. The cool thing about God is that we were only nothing because of flesh, but in his eyes we were always something. We're always something so much so that he sent Jesus so we could have a relationship. So even though we were, uh, ooh, imperfect would be a nice word, God saw us as beautiful and worth sending his son for. That's grace. That's favor. And God's favor flows constantly, all of the time. We're saved by grace. We see that it's because of grace that we are a chosen people. And this is why I, I, I thought it was important to in, insert this, this series into this series to understand that it's because of favor that we've been chosen. It's because of favor and, and appointed that we've been appointed that it's all through favor. When we walk in the favor of God, not because we chose him, but because he chose us. You see this? At how cool this is, how God is amazing. Uh, God shows his favor on us. Uh, I, I know you probably, those that you have children, 
I, I could probably safely say that we favor our children. I, uh, I, I, I would dare to say that if, if you have a stranger's child that needs something like, let's say, a car or help with paying with college, and you have your child that need, is the same need, my guess is humanly we're going to pick our own children because we have special favor for them, right? Does that make sense? Now, some, some of you are trying to, you're like, yeah, there's an exception. Praise God for you, there are exceptions that you've got, enough, you're going to give it all. That's what a blessing. But if we were to be honest, humanly, we're always looking at as our kids is more favored. Okay, look at it this way. How many of you have seen videos and you see and they post a video of this kid and they think it's the cutest thing in the world and actually they're being a little snot? Have you ever seen that? I see the video and they're like, you know, they have a little tantrum and they're like, oh, he's so cute. And I'm thinking, I need to spank that, you you know, you you, you know. But, but, But as humans, we kind of think favor. Now, it's not that we don't see the wrong and we're like, but it's funny how we'll see, we'll favor them and see the good in it. We may still need to discipline them, but if anyone else is looking, we're like, they're so cute. And this is how God looks at us. If we look in the world, we're like, man, those they need a spanking. I need a, this kid needs a spanking. But God looks and says, they're so cute. I mean, they're off track, but they're adorable. I want you to picture this because this is really what favor is. Favor is God smiling on us. Favor is God smiling even though we're in, he will find ourselves in the wrong places doing wrong things. He smiles. Now he'll smile and say, is that the way we're supposed to act? And if we don't get it nicely, he'll be more stern, but he does it with all love. See, that's the favor of God. The favor is brings blessing. It can bring discipline. But it brings, always remind yourself that God doesn't bring condemnation. He doesn't try to break you down and make you feel miserable. He's smiling on you, loving on you. He wants you to be better than you're currently facing, what you're currently experiencing. He wants you to live higher. He wants you to be higher. Why? Because he went to the cross so that we could be a royal priesthood a holy nation that's favor that's the favor of god that god would call us his favorite we can have favor i have a couple other scriptures i'll read them to make sure we get a lot of scripture and you'll have to research this and dig into this a little bit yourself because it's about time to go romans chapter 5 verse 1 through 2 i want to remind you that it's because of uh uh Reminds you that because of grace and favor, we're not the same as we used to be. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace, or we could say favor, in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. You see the position that it puts us in. That God's grace, his mercy, his favor. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 through 6 says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. 
in love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons and daughters through Christ Jesus in accordance to his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace or favor which he has freely given us in the one he loves. It comes through Christ. He loves us through favor. Favor is the smile, the constant smile of the Father when he disciplines us, when he blesses us, when he reminds us, when he reveals himself. It's the constant smile. And so if favor is a part of being a part of the family of God, why don't we see everyone walking in what we would picture as walking in the favor of God? Let's look at point two. God's favor is activated by our faith and obedience. Now this may sound contradictory to what I had just said as far as the favor flows. But the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Your identity doesn't change because the enemy is on the scene. It only changes when we make a decision to listen to the liar instead of the truther. And when we do, then we find ourselves living under, and so we've removed ourselves from believing and living in faith. And the faith is the faith of who God says we are. It's not a faith like I'm trying to have faith to believe for something except for the fact that I'm God's child. And that his favor constantly flows. And the other side of it is obedience. is activated by obedience. Now, obedience is interesting because I'm not saying it's all about works. It's about a heart. It's about a motive. And it's God will move and do in obedience. But he, he again, I say, like I said before, when obedience happens, it's God looking for a pathway for us to live a higher life, a better thing. Even when we are facing challenge and issue and, and difficulties, God comes and he covers us. Obedience is important because this gives the opportunity for the enemy to come to steal, to kill, and destroy. When we live in un- and when we don't live ob- obedient to what God says, it's not that God is mad at us, though he doesn't, uh, he doesn't like it. I'm not saying that. It doesn't remove his favor is what I'm trying to say. But it does allow the enemy to do one of two things. One, it would it, he will he takes it gives an open window for him to, to find a position and a place in your life if we're not obedient. Two, if he can't find a place for you to continue to sin, he will mess with your mind so that when you are know that you're not being obedient, he will tell you you're not a child of God because you're not obeying when Our position is not determined by what we do. It's determined by the promise of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so understand, it's important to be obedient. Because we don't want to give the opportunity for the enemy to lie any more than he's already lying in our lives. And so by being obedient, I can say, if I'm obedient to the best of my ability... To, uh, to be obedient. God, I, I want to follow you. I want to do everything I can. I want to honor you in every way that you ask me to honor you. I'm doing it to the best. I do that purposely. It doesn't mean I'm, getting, I'm perfect. It doesn't mean I'm going to hit it every time. But I'm not going to give the enemy the opportunity to, to, to try to have one more fiery dart at me 
if I can quench that by simply being obedient to what the Father asked me to be. Now I have now I can stand on who I am with all clear conviction, knowing that not perfect, but man, I'm sure working to be perfected every day. I love this series. I love what this is doing because it's causing us to fall in love with someone that loves us so much. And he's already made this amazing thing. He's already paid all of this cool stuff. He's laid this all, all of this goodness and greatness and all these promises. He's laid this. Can you imagine a friendship like that where you would become somebody's friend and they're like, here's a million dollars. Here's a new Porsche. Here's a new this. Here's, here's if I could give you all the you know, health and, and, and health, it could just take care of everything. And you're like, well, what do I need? Nothing. That's a very human idea. Think about this. God prepaid. The Bible says he, he predestined, he pre-planned doing, pouring it all out for us. What I'm trying to do is paint the picture of favor. How big and glorious favor is. And so we need to grab that faith, that, grab that favor by faith. And hold on to that through obedience. Because the enemy will try to pull it away from you. He's going to lie to you. He's going to tempt you. He's going to try to impress thoughts on you. Don't identify with those things. Stay in faith. If God says he chose me, he knew what I was like before I said yes to him. He's not going to give up on me now just because I have a bump in the road. Because he gave me when I was really ugly in sin. And he's not going to give up hope now. In fact, he has adored, he's, he, he adores himself over us. He loves beautifully. And of course, the, the, the picture of the prodigal son or the prodigal's father, I would say, it paints that beautiful picture of truth. son didn't live like he should have lived. And, and he, he understood that. And he came to, the Bible says he came to his senses. But you know what was cool? The father didn't know that the son came to his senses. It wasn't contingent on if the son would say this, this, and this, and the father would come running out. The father saw him from far off and began to run to him. Not knowing where his heart was. Except for that he was just there. That's the favor of God. That's the favor. It's not, about, it's not about the things that we can get and the things that we can kick back. It's about the love and the power of God. To look at this truth and to see that God's favor is activated if we'll just have faith in him and be obedient to him. Number three, God's favor is intended for you personally. I, I think it was really important to put this this way because we take ourselves out of the game all of the time. I, I believe that his favor and, and, and those things are for Pastor Sellers because I see his life living and, and you know the heart of him. I can see 
that it definitely favors intended for that man. You might look at me and say the same thing. I'll remind you, I'm ridiculously human. And I need to remind myself, like last week, that the favor of God was intended for me personally. And it was intended for me personally not because I'm a pastor or because I counsel or any of these things. It's because of the relationship that I have with him. The promise that he says, I chose you before you chose me. That's why it's personal. It's not contingent on what we do. But it's about who we are. I think we mentioned that a few weeks ago. You can see how it makes full circle, how the favor of God, we need to understand that it's because through the favor that we can boldly claim that we are called and appointed. And he proves that by his flowing favor, which is the Holy Spirit, the power of God, which is an anointing that falls all on us, oozes through us. And so when we do face issue, how many of you have ever got oil on you? I know Brian has gotten some oil on him probably in the past. Neil, one, it's really hard to wash off. And two, things just kind of slip and slide. See, the favor is so beautiful as he anoints us because he has favor for us. He anoints us and the anointing allows, though we're going to face issue and challenge and things are hard pressed, they're going to slide off of us, not because of who we are, but because of the anointing that's in us if it rolls off. You can't just wash it off. Praise God. That's the favor of God. Number four. God's favor gives us an uncommon advantage and supernatural boldness. Understanding the favor of God gives us I believe, gives us a boldness like Daniel, like David, like Noah, like Mary, like all of these men and women that did, normal people that did extraordinary things. They only did it because of the favor of the Lord. The interesting thing about that is they did have to do works But now on this side of the cross, God says, I do need you to do one thing. Rest and receive Jesus. So so when we do this, we understand now that we have been given an advantage. This is where Jesus says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. That on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell cannot stand against it. That's the uncommon advantage that we have as a believer versus none. The supernatural boldness to be able to believe even though the enemy is lying and yelling and saying you, you're, you, you did this, you thought this, you, you went there, you didn't go there, and you went there in your mind and you shouldn't have gone there and all of those kind of things. Supernatural boldness, favor gives us supernatural boldness to say, I speak to every stronghold to say you got to, Get out in Jesus' name. I made it personal. 
Because we think, oh, I think boldness means that we're going to witness, and we will. But you know, when you're free, you can't help but tell everybody you're free. And so supernatural boldness, can we can receive it personally so we can get, yes, I'm free. I've, I've talked about I had this uh, dog for many years. Her name was Sugar. And, and, and well, actually, uh, what was our white dog's name? Tiffy. I don't we got weird names. Anyway, um, every time you'd open the door, man, they'd break out. Freedom! And it was like they would go to everybody else's house just to say, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. When we understand favor, it gives us kind of that mentality, I'm free, I'm going to tell everybody about it. I'm free. I'm not perfect, but I'm free. And when we get that understanding, we'll want to try to live. We'll begin to want to live free. We want to live as perfect as we know how. I believe that if we are to, to follow after and to see the awness of God, I think part of that is that we have to understand the love of God over us. Because the battle is always in our minds. That we're not good enough. And, and there, it, this is why it's so powerful. Because in, it, in, in ourselves, it is true. But God removed that. He filled the gap. And so no longer is it true, not if we're in Christ. That's the favor of God. I'm hoping that I'm having you. I'm... I, I'm Impressing you to fall in love with God's favor. Because it's his love. It's his grace. It's his power. It's his might. It's the one that steps up when no one else is around. It's the one when everyone else, we feel like everyone has left us. And this world is all whatever it is. It's his favor that brings comfort. It's his favor that proves his love. It's favor that proves that he hasn't left us. He hasn't forsaken us. I pray that you would hear and you would see and you would sense and you would know and you would have faith in the truth that the favor, the grace of God that comes through Christ Jesus would overcome you in a way that you would see it so boldly. And I think that's where we come back to our being elevated in Colossians chapter 3. Now we're setting our minds on things above. The things of favor of God. Not on earthly things. Since we've been raised with Christ. We set our hearts on things above. The truths of what God says. Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Which shows and proves his authority. To implement it in our lives. That's the favor of God for our lives. Gives us boldness. So bold that when we look at a circumstance and it doesn't seem to be matching up, we can be bold enough to say, 
As for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. To be so bold that when things are seemingly in the natural looking exactly opposite, we can have the boldness to say, my God is for me and not against me. God didn't forget about me. Jesus said it, lived it, died for it, rose again to institute it. I receive it. My health and my healing in Jesus' name. That's the favor of God. Amen? Isn't He good? Let's stand to our feet. We'll close there. I think the favor of God is so important that if we don't catch it, if we don't dig into it, if we don't look, desire for it, the favor, the grace, the love of God, the power of God, if we, if we don't look for it and, and dig in it, we'll become overwhelmed by the things of this world, no doubt. And, and that's the hope of the enemy. He wants us to to feel desperate and, and, and broken. And he, the enemy loves that because he hates us. He hates us because we've already been given life everlasting. He hates us because we've already been put in the position that he desired selfishly. God gave us willingly. Let us live it in a way that honors the Father. Let us diligently seek after this favor and not push it away as something that it's a theological idea, but it's His love that so much wants to be adorned over us that we ooze with it. Because that's what's going to change things. It's flowing. Let's step into it. It's moving through. Let's get into it. Let's set our minds on that. What he did for Joseph, what he did for Moses, what he did for David, what he did for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what he did for Daniel. Those were all signs of his favor. He's doing it for you. He's doing it for me. He's doing it for us. He's kind of showing off a little bit in a good way because he wants others to see it so they're compelled to want some of it. Until we know that favor rests on us and we actually begin to, to use it and apply it in our lives, it's weird to say, but it will do us no good if we don't step into it. To let the lie lie and let the truth be truth.
This has been a message from Word of Life Family Church. Thank you for listening. If you are ever in the Phillips, Wisconsin area, please come join us for one of our services. We're located at 104 Fairway Drive, Phillips, Wisconsin, 54555. Our Sunday service is at 10 a.m. and Bible study on Wednesday is at 6.30 p.m. each week. For more information on our church or pastors, visit us on the World Wide Web at www.wordoflifefamilychurch.org or call us at 715-339-2207. Again, we want to thank you for being with us today. May God bless you and keep you in Jesus' mighty name.